hello everyone and welcome to the D Group Leader Podcast. This is Chris McLaughlin, Discipleship Pastor here at Stones Crossing Church. I am uh, so sorry. We have not had a D Group Leader Podcast in like two months and I can't believe it. Um, uh, Part of the reason for that was uh, my wife and I, we, we had a baby. We had our fourth child. She was uh, born at the end of July. And so we are, we had, you know, took some time off, had some family in town, things like that. So I'm just kind of getting back into the normal routine of things, but uh, trying to catch up on a bunch of things. But we're going to get back into the rhythm of having these podcasts go out every week. Now, you're going to notice this podcast, you probably already noticed, is a lot longer than our normal podcast. And that's because what we're doing here today is we are walking through our D group leader meeting that we had yesterday. Uh, we met yesterday. There were about 35 people in the room um, and we had lunch together and we talked through what's going to be happening this fall with a series coming up called Before All Things. Why is this important to you? It's because you actually as a D group leader have a very important role to play in what's going to be happening with this in the life of our church. And so this meeting is, was explaining what your role is and, uh, and what, we were, what we're really asking you to do. So I just want to invite you now to sit back, relax, and take a listen to all that we talked about during this uh, D group leader meeting yesterday. Here we go. Hey, well, thanks so much for being here today, you guys. Um, as you know, we, we only do these meetings about three times a year, and, and uh, I want to make sure that if we're doing a meeting, that it's worth your time. Okay, so so that's that's what this is uh, this is about today. We have something that's really big coming up in the life of our church this fall, and we want you guys to be in on it before the rest of the church knows about it. So we want you to. Uh, that's why we're here today. So we're going to talk about that today. I do want to say first of all a couple things. Um, we've had some incredible wins in uh, with D groups this last year. Um, some really cool stuff. So first of all, um, we've had right now we have thirty three groups that are running. So we, we've, we've added a few groups this fall, which is really cool. We have three groups right now that are preparing to do like an actual, like real division, like multiplication of their own group, which is really neat. Um, in fact, um, uh, my group is one of them and, <laughs> and they're here. Oh my gosh. Hey, so, <laughs> uh, but it's really exciting actually. So, um, Three people from my group all came to me individually and said, I think we're ready to, to, to launch a group. I think we'd like to do that. And, I'm, and in my mind, I'm thinking, that's so awesome. And simultaneously, I'm like, oh, no, maybe I just said something wrong and they don't want to be in my group anymore. But, uh, <laughs> but, um, but it's really cool. It's really exciting. So, um, so that's a huge win. I think another huge win is just, um, I mean, this is just number stuff. But I, I spent some time over the last uh, couple weeks putting together, like looking at our actual numbers. Who's actually going to D groups? And with the attendance that we have week to week, we, have a, we run about somewhere between 550 and 650 people every week in there, okay? Um, which I think tells us we probably have somewhere around 800 to 850 people who call this church their home church, all right? Uh, adults, adults, yeah. Um, we have right now a little bit over 300 people who are in D groups, 300. So that's about half of our uh, weekly attendance, which is really, really cool. Um, I, just, just so you guys kind of understand what that means is that 
Uh, and I think I showed you guys this last fall, but um, uh, nationwide with small groups and stuff like that, um, usually it's uh, the percentage for their weekly attendance is somewhere around 15%. Uh, about 15% of their weekly attendance attends a small group. And we're, we're hovering around 50 right now, which is really cool. I'm like, I'm super excited about that. Um, so anyway, so there's that. Um, the other thing that's, I think, a huge win is that uh, we're starting to really see, because uh, we've been doing D groups now for this model for about three years. Some of you guys have, have been doing groups longer than that uh, with the people that you have in your groups. But, but we're starting to actually see some real growth and development from this, some real wins spiritually in the lives of our people. And um, that is the most exciting thing to me. Um, just some of the stories that are coming out of groups. Here's the thing with this. Um, if you have stories from your groups, uh, people that are maybe taking a step a, a certain way, um, you know, they're, they're trusting the Lord in a way that maybe they haven't in the past, we would love to hear those. Like, we would love to hear those stories. And they don't, you don't have to share names if, that's, if there's a sensitive subject or, or whatever, but those are stories that we would love to hear. We would love to tell. We would love to let people know that this is what D groups are doing, and this is um, uh, uh, the results, the fruit that we're seeing of our groups. So, so anyway, as you're doing that, um, as you're as you're leading your group, and there's stories that are coming up, keep in mind. Oh yeah, Chris wants to hear these. <laughs> It'd be great to just let me know about those. Sound good? I would love to ask you guys this this morning before we uh, jump into what we're going to talk about. Um, how? Just some wins. How has the first couple weeks been? For your group, um, what's been going on in your group? Are there uh, maybe just here? I'd love to hear just some wins. What are some good things that have been going on in these first couple weeks of this year? Yeah. You know what's cool about that too is that there's there was something about her that other people were recognizing that she might be the right person for that, and yeah, that's she huge. Knew she would have to do some kind of a group. Yeah. She had been approached by another group. I forgot what it was, and she was like, "Oh, that's not really And this other girl came up. She's like, "Oh, this is good." That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. What else? Yeah. We've got really consistent attendance, which I've never been in a small group where nearly everybody shows up. <laughs> Every week, yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. That's great. I mean, it says a lot about, the one, the character of the people in your group, and two, the, the relationships that are being built. So they might actually like each other. Yeah, so <laughs> that's good. Yeah, what else? Could have been the leader, too. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How's these first couple weeks of this, this fall been going for you?
copper fan. That is a win. That that is a win. That's awesome. Definitely. Chris, I was sharing with our table a minute ago. Uh, something that's always been a struggle is once a group starts to get regular tenders, like you're talking about, and they get to know each other, like each other. It's hard to get started on the maybe the meat of the discussion that you're planning on. Um, you know, moving out of fellowship mode and into uh, whatever the study topic might be. And uh, we had a, on the back end of our session. Have kind of hard stop because of some folks in our group have some really early mornings, and so we have to be done at a certain time so they can get home and get some sleep. Um, we've got a bus driver in the group, so we definitely want her to be you know, alert and sharp and she's driving all those kids around. Uh, so it was getting hard to get started, and um, we had our normal start time, and I was trying to last 15 minutes of fellowship, but it just wasn't enough. So it was a little bit of a battle, and we came up with an idea to just open our doors at our house a little bit earlier. Um, optional fellowship time, how we couched it, you know, our group officially is from 7 to 8.30, and we told people if you want to come earlier at 6.45, the door's open, literally we open the front door, uh, so just come on in, um, and then work. I told everybody, the flip side of that, you come early, but I'm going to be real sharp about we're starting discussion at 7.15, I wasn't sure how that would go over, because it's always been a struggle, but that's actually, I've noticed the dynamic has changed a little bit, it's a lot easier, everyone's ready to go, when I say at 7.15, let's move into the other room and let's start discussing, and so that's just a like a mechanics success that is, it's not going to be the same for every group, but I thought I'd share that. Yeah, that's awesome. Something we tried. Really cool. I know at our previous home group, our meeting group, whatever, um, we were very bad about that. I and mean, we did have someone at Chart Clear to more slides from work and was an early riser. So we find how we kind of did that is we opted in that every other group we have a social gathering. Mm -hmm. Like we eat supper or do something like that where we could get all our talking kind of out. <laughs> and it wasn't perfect, but it did allow for that. Yeah. Fellowship time, right? Oh, for sure. Matter of fact, we've already got, so I know some, because they both have been dispersed, but our old deep group is getting together for a big chili and football party up on the north side because a couple of our people from this church moved north. That, that group is still this close. Yeah. Even yeah. though we're all dispersed. <clears throat> That's right. So we still, like, every three months have a Fellowship. That's cool. So it, 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 you know, it's that's what's great about these groups, right? That's cool. That's awesome. Yeah. I don't know. Anything else? Yeah. We have um, our babysitters. So Chris and I got kids, so we have nine uh, kids all under the age of 10 in our new group. And our babysitters this year, the viewers, they have like led the kids in their own study. And really? It's been really cool, kind of, it reminded me of what Pastor Scott was talking about today, to incorporate the kids a little bit more into the lesson we're doing, and we treat the birds. And those two girls have, like, really, I think, done a great job ministering to the kids. That's awesome. Yeah. That's really they cool. cool that. Yeah. Awesome. What a great idea. Cool. We have a couple in ours, and that's during the last couple of weeks, but over the last period of time, of course, we have new, we have new baby in our group. It's a men's only group, so whenever we get a chance to, uh, oh, sorry, to help, <laughs> to help, to help with the new father, so it's his first child. So it's uh, it's been a real joy to do that and see everybody kind of rally around and give him some support. But we also have one of our members that uh, is going through a significant uh, life challenge, um, and God has placed people in our group. In particular, that are placed within his his family setting, 
um, that has been able to really be a growth opportunity for that member in order to bring these two, the, the two sides of the family that are part of falling out of the world, or the, the, the challenge um, together and to build relationships with both sides of those. And he's really been a key uh, ingredient, I think, to that developing and growing so that um, as that challenge is fully addressed, it will be a real opportunity to welcome all of that back again. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it's like God's redeeming that situation there. That's neat. That's neat. Well, cool. Well, that's awesome. Um, like I said, I would love to hear more stories as, as things happen this year. That's a huge encouragement for me. And then, I, and then if I can share those with all of you, I will. Um, I, I, I want to I pass those along to everybody. So what we're going to talk about today um, is a big initiative that's, that's going to be happening this fall. Uh, and it's, it's in relationship to uh, Deep and Wide that we started two years ago. So, so I want to talk a little bit about what this is. And, and you got this, this thing in front of you, this before all things packet and stuff like that. And how this is actually going to uh, impact your D group. So two years ago, we, we launched a strategic initiative called Deep and Wide. Uh, this initiative was designed to raise the level of generosity in our church and accomplish three main goals, okay? So we, what we wanted to do is we wanted to build a larger, more secure children's space, which, guess what? We're like four weeks away from being done with that, which is amazing, so cool. Um, we'll actually have carpet in there at some point, so <laughs> it'll be really good. So we're really close. So that was one goal. We wanted to launch also a more comprehensive adult education system to really raise the level of biblical literacy in our church. We put together a, a team of people that uh, we've been meeting to talk through what that looks like and to start developing that, including one of the things that I'm, I'm excited about and we can, we can potentially here start talking about is um, a partnership with a local seminary that uh, will, will actually uh, be very mutually beneficial between us and them. So, um, so that's one thing that we might be uh, looking at in the future. The, the third thing is to uh, complete work for our local mission projects. In particular, um, I know we're really close, right, to launching Healing on the Hill, right? Closer than we were, yes. Yes! <laughs> Which is awesome. Thanks to Larry's though. Awesome. Yeah. Um, so that's going on. Um, you guys saw this morning Stone's Auto Service. They, they, they serviced their 1,000th car uh, this last weekend, which is awesome. Loving Beyond Meals is going really well. Um, what was it this last time? It was one of the... That's crazy. Wow. 
Yeah. So good. I mean, God is blessing these initiatives that we're doing here. And um, it's, it's just amazing. It's amazing what, what, what happens when the church gets together to do these things. So, um, so through Deep and Wide, this initiative yielded some really good results. So here, here's what happened. Um, prior to Deep and Wide, we had an annual budget of somewhere uh, about $1.35 million. Okay. Um, that was our, our annual budget. That's where our giving was at. So let's say it's 1.4. So, so over two years, we were at $2.8 million for a two-year span. Through Deep and Wide, that increased by about half a million dollars. Okay? So it, the annual giving went up to about $1.9 million annually. To three, so 3.8 over two years. So that's about 30%. It's over 30% growth, um, which is really cool. Now, we celebrate these numbers not just for the amount of money coming in because that's, that's, that's a separate issue. We celebrate these numbers because what it means is that people in our church saw the need in their own lives to surrender more of themselves to Christ. This is – I, I want to be totally straight up with you guys. I don't like capital campaigns. I don't I, – I, don't, <laughs> I, I really don't like them at all. I know that they're necessary at times. But here's the thing. The, the, the what got to it for me was that the, is that if we can make the core of this a discipleship issue, then it means something. Because at the heart of it, it's about helping people to grow in their faith and trust in the Lord. That's really what it's about. And so half a million dollars, like a 30 percent increase. That's huge. That's huge. That's saying people decided, you know what, I'm going to trust God that much more that year. I'm like, wow, that's really cool. Really cool. So we celebrate that. It also means uh, another reason for us to celebrate is that it means that we got to start these projects, um, which is just fantastic. Now, there's a there's a problem that we ran into, though, because what happened was, if you guys remember from deep and wide, we said we wanted to raise five point five million dollars over two years. Okay, and and if you remember when we when we finished it all up and everything with everyone turned in their cards, you guys remember all that and. And all that. So we didn't quite reach the mark. Um, we ended up getting to 3.8 million over two years. So that left a shortfall of 1.7 million over the two years. Now, what we did, uh, we did a couple things in order to, to keep moving forward with the goals. Number one, we trimmed our operating budget a little bit for, for 2018, 2019 in order to allocate more of that money towards these projects. All right. Um, so shifting that budget around. Dave Whitehead is fantastic at this i trust that guy <laughs> with the with the money of this church uh, and more than anybody he's he's fantastic um so he found out ways to trim the budget and to get money more money into the project the other thing that he did too was he found ways to significantly cut the cost of the projects including we ended up going with another builder who's doing a fantastic job um, actually, Dave said that he likes them even better than the ones that we <laughs> were originally going to go with. And with those two um, decisions that were made, we were able to cut the budget for um, this project really by close to $400,000. I mean, it, it, it was a huge savings. Um, but that still leaves a shortfall. It still leaves a shortfall of $1.3 million. So the elders, who many of them are here today, so this is good. Um, so the elders prayerfully considered what should we do about this? Should we keep moving forward with the project or should we, um, or should we wait? And they reached the decision to utilize a line of credit in order to get the project rolling. Okay? 
Now, here's, here's why. It basically came down to building costs. Building costs rise a lot every year. And if we waited two years in order to do the project, it was going to cost us somewhere between 12 and 15% more uh, for, the, for the project in total to do it than, than it would be to take out a line of credit. Okay. Is that, is that fair, elders? We're, we're on. <laughs> good with that. So, so it was actually going to save us money in the long run in order to do that. Um, so we went ahead with the line of credit and, um, and started the project. Now, we want to say this. Um, there's a couple things that I don't think uh, – us as a team, we, we didn't do very well in the process. And, and, I, and a lot of it has to do with communication. Um, we didn't want to keep – basically pushing deep and wide, like keep asking for giving over and over again, week to week to week to week. Um, we have a consultant that's helping us with designing these initiatives and stuff like that. And he's like, no, you gotta keep it in front of people. You gotta keep talking about it. You gotta keep, keep doing that. And I'm like, ah, I don't know. I don't know that that's the right thing to do. And so we decided not to do that. We, we pulled back on keeping it in front of people all the time. Um, and a lot of people really appreciated that. But at the same time, it had some, some, some negative results. Um, number one, people didn't really know where we stood all the time with the whole giving thing. So recently, you guys may have noticed the bulletin has changed. Yeah? And if you notice on the back of the bulletin, you get an update. Uh, that's a month-to-month update on what's happening with Deep and Wide. So you can always look back there and see, like, how, how is the money coming in? Where are we reaching our goal? We've added that to, to there. Um, so there's that. So that was one issue. The other thing was we weren't really great at including new people into the Deep and Wide initiative. We've had a lot of people join our church in the last two years. And many of those people don't even know what Deep and Wide is. So, so that's, that's, a, that's a problem. Um, so this is, what we're, this is why we want to take another step. Um, the, really, the, the big question is where do we go from here? In January, our Deep and Wide commitments are going to be done. All right, our two years are up. And so a lot of people can just, I mean, ultimately can stop their uh, giving at that level, go back to, you know, to resume the normal level of giving that they were doing. Um, but if we just let that happen, I think this would be a drastic mistake um, for a couple reasons. One, uh, we want to faithfully re- repay our debt. All right, like we, we have a line of credit, there's that. Um, Here's what we figured out. And, and again, Dave is the spreadsheet guy. He's got it all figured out. So he, he's got to figure it out where even if we just maintain the level of giving that we're at right now, we'll have that line of credit paid off in 18 months. Okay. If we keep going past that, uh, it'll take another two years. But if we maintain that same level of giving in two years, we might be able to even pay off our mortgage on this building. Yeah. Four years from now, we, it, it would be completely done. Can you imagine what we would be able to do as a church with all of the money that we're putting towards a mortgage right now? What, could, what else could we do? You know, what an incredible thing. Like, that would be so cool. So there's that. Um, the second thing, of course, is we need, to, we need to invite the new people to our church from the last two years into giving. We need to help them to see, like, this is an important thing. For our church, is an important thing for your own spiritual growth. And we want to invite them into that, to, to give them the vision of what we're trying to do here and help them to understand, like, this is why we give. This is what we're doing. 
But the, of course, the third thing is the most important thing, and that's discipleship. That Think about this. Let's say everybody just returned back to their same level of giving after giving at that level for two years, after, at an increased level for two years. Well, we can do that because you know, sometimes, you know, for some of us, it was a real stretch to, to, to give at that level for, that, for those two years, and that's fine. But I think we would want to ask people, but hasn't God provided for you over these last two years? Has, has God been faithful to you in, those, in that time for two years that you've been giving at an increased level? Why would you go back? That's really, that's really the question. I think there's a heart issue at the core of that. There's a heart issue, a discipleship issue at the core of that. And so what, what Pastor Scott wants to do is he wants to challenge our church not only to maintain they're giving, but to even prayerfully consider increasing again to see, do we do? Are you ready to take another step and trust God even more in that process? Um, does that make sense? Yeah. OK, so this is this is what our plan is. And I want you guys to know this plan uh, from the outset so that you know what what number one your role is, but but also where we're going. OK. Um, so we're going to do a couple things. The first thing is we're going to do a sermon series that's called Before All Things. It's based out of Colossians chapter 1. And this sermon series is going to run from October 27th to November 17th. So it starts in just three weeks. Um, it's going to be a four-week series. And the sermon series is going to focus on Colossians 1. The theme of the opening of this letter is that Christ is preeminent. Um, he is he is before all things. He is above all things, and in him all things hold together. And therefore, Christ should be first in our life, right? Above all worldly things, including our finances. Um, so he's going to really try to focus on that that idea that we're moving uh, that we really want to help people to see how to reflect the reality of Christ's preeminence in their life. Okay. Um, during those four weeks, what we want to do is we want to ask each of you to take one week out of your D group study, just one week, all right, um, to do the, the lesson that you have in front of you, okay? This is – so when we did Deep and Wide, I asked all of you guys to take a four-week – do a four-week study, okay? So we, we tried to parallel that with the study that we did in the services. So we're not going to do that again, um, I want to reserve that, that kind of a thing for, uh, for something next year that we're thinking about. So, so but we'll talk about that another time. But, uh, but what we want to do is we want to ask you to just take one week out of your study and to do this. What this is focused on, this is a study based off of 1 Timothy chapter 6, um, where, where Paul is talking to uh, his disciple Timothy about how to minister to the rich in, in, uh, that he, in his congregation. And the focus of this is purely a discipleship conversation. It's, it, it's all about, um, really at the end of the day, how can uh, people grow in their trust in the Lord? And how is that reflected in the way that we handle our finances? That's, that's all that it is. Um, you guys have really three main things that... that that, that will come out of this. So um, really, the first is communication because you guys are, are fantastic, communi- like a communication conduit <laughs> to the people in your group, um, which I really appreciate and I love that you guys can do that. Um, uh, 
But two, I, I really want to make sure that you guys are checking in with the people in your group about what is like how they're doing with their giving, um, how they're doing with with their deep and wide commitments. Do they know about deep and wide? Do they know then about before all things and where that's going? Um, it's really checking in with them on how they're responding to what's being said on Sundays and the whole initiative process. Okay. And the third thing is just to disciple them, to work through the scriptures, to have those conversations with them to see, okay, so what step do you need to take? Um, do you need help with that? You know, do, do you need to, to work through your budget? Do you need someone to, to help walk you through that a little bit? Um, it's having those discipleship conversations with them and help them to take that step. Um, this is not easy stuff. And you guys know this. This is not easy stuff. Uh, our people are all in different places. Um, you know, we have some groups that have people that are just starting out in their careers, right? So they're not making much money at all. We have people who are making quite a bit of money in our church that are in our groups. But the question is still the same. It doesn't matter the amount of money. It's about, are we trusting the Lord in this area of our life? Right? So that's what we want to ask people, um, ask our groups to do. Um, we want to ask you to have those conversations with them that week that you do this study. Okay. That sound good? All right. Yeah. Right. I feel like it should be with her husband, but they should be making the decision. So if we say, how are you giving? It needs to be, if, she, if her husband says no, she, you know, she can't really go against that. Right, right. Yeah. I mean, there's going to be some, I think, some different challenges there. So there's a conversation that can be had still within that because there's still the heart issue at the core of it. And then I think that's what we want to get to is what's the heart issue. Um, those, those questions then probably need to be, and I would say at the very least directed towards can uh, those women then go and have those conversations with their husbands to see what step that they need to take together. Um, so that may be just the way that you need to encourage them in that. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that, that's another, it's another challenge. I mean, I, I think we're all going to face different challenges with the people that we talk to in our groups. Um, you know, uh, I mean, I, I can imagine, uh, you know, we, we're going to have people in our groups that are not, that are really struggling financially right now. Okay. So, so that's going to be a completely different challenge. How do we, how do we disciple someone through something like that? Um, we, we might have people in our groups that are not struggling financially. They have, they have a lot of money, but maybe they're not being generous. So that's going to be a different challenge. Um, you know, does that make sense? So I, I think there's going to be, we're all going to kind of face some different, <coughs> some different challenges there. Yeah. Yeah. A question that occurred to me as you were talking, as you were presenting this, Chris. So is it, should I anticipate then that in two years we will have another program it's a great question. Yeah. Maybe I'm not. But <laughs> but the, but what I yeah you want to.
We don't have plans for that. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's there's no there's no plan right now to have another one two years. Yeah. Like I said, this is just to get just to get that paid off. But uh, what we have talked about is simply saying that if people were to continue that level, that mortgage, the full thing mortgage, could be done right. four years if you just maintain current giving loans. Right. It just it's it, it's more of like a a cool. Uh, Trivia question, like, I guess, or something like that. <laughs> as far as we know right now, there's no intention to every two years have another capital. That's right. Yeah. At this point, we really don't see any more uh, facilities as needed right now. Mm-hmm. We, we have studied everything. I want you to know there have been teams outside the elder group that have looked at this, a uh, new sanctuary in front, and that's all we see we need to do. And, uh, as you may recall, one time we're going to go across the for three hundred fifty. Yeah, sure. Oh, here, take the microphone. All right. (laughs) I wasn't playing around. You had a question. And that comes, again, from teaching the word more than facility. And we develop a community where the, the, uh, the atmosphere is of so generosity to where, you know, maybe there will not be funds for either repairs or repurposing of small right. and other stuff like that. But what can that work into the ministry? So it's, 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 it's twofold in not just the debt, but developing that community. I've got to tell you, this is driving him crazy because he's ABC123, get you out of here. But I I wanted you to hear this. Um, This struck me uh, as we were in some meetings recently. Um, I'm old, so I was in a meeting uh, when we had one pastor paid, paid at this church. And we felt God's leading. We we just knew something was moving. We didn't have this facility. We just were in there. Uh, We had knocked down every wall we could possibly do. You may recall in the, the children's week. And uh, we felt a need to, to expand staff. And so we, kind of our first capital campaign. And uh, we brought a small finance team in and we said, we're going to hire an associate pastor and a youth pastor. And they said, thank you for your vision, but you can't. And we said, no, no you, you don't understand. We're, we're, we have, God is calling all of us separately. We've talked about this for a year. We're going to hire this staff. And they said, well, that's great, but you can't. There's just no money. And we said, well, thank you for keeping track of the finances, but God's leading, and we're going to do it by taking a step of faith. 
A year later, that, that, that person, that team came back and were crying and said, I don't know how God's done this. You got two staff, and we've got extra money in the bank. We don't know how it could happen. That was a long time ago. I was young as Dan. Dan. Anyway, um, <laughs> fast forward to thinking about when we saw this happen in the house, and then we did the sanctuary. And I will tell you, the sanctuary went over budget for good reasons, not because we just wanted to add cool things to it. True cost went up, as you alluded to, 15%, I think, on increase in materials. So we built that, and it got done. And a friend of mine called and said, my dad is getting very old. Please buy the two acres next to your church, which I've been talking to her for about five years on. I said, oh, why do you call now? Not only did we just build a new sanctuary, we do the sanctuary, it went over budget. We, we want to pay it off. We don't want debt. And I said, oh, why now? So I took it to the elders. I said, she's called. Dad's getting old. They got to get rid of dad before he killed himself. And this, they used to move rocks. I'll cut things over, over there. Where I'm talking about. Yep. So I said, well, we got a house. We've got a garage. We've got two acres of land. You never want land to go but past your church. And I, so I brought it to elders, and we talked about it. And we said, we said, there's no money. We, I went to the congregation, you guys have all gave, uh, together we build, perhaps, I don't know, anyway. And we, we said, well, tell you what, let's do. Let's pray about this. So we did, we discussed it. I don't know which God's rule with me, but we said, there's no money. We're not going to go to a congregation and say, we want more money on top of just doing this, the, the sanctuary. I'm going fast, I promise. Anyway, um, <clears throat> but we said, if God would have that, it's not for us to say no. So uh, we did talk to some of the leaders in the church. We talked to our, ourselves. We said, okay, let's walk on faith and see what God will give. So estimate came back. We should get $10,000 an acre for this farmland over here north of our building. Okay, so 30, I don't know, uh, 26 acres or something. We could do that. We could renovate that by the, by the space. And someone came up and said, hey, we'd like to open a medical mission. And we need a small house. And we're looking on the west side. I don't know who that would have been. His name was Jeff Heck. And we said, oh, Lord, okay. And uh, it has that. And then, oh, well, we want to do the Stones Auto thing. We'd like to do that garage. Oh, okay, cool. And we said, there's just, there's just no way. Folks, I'm the first to walk out on faith. They'll tell you that. I'm telling you there was no way. And so uh, we estimated 10,000 acres for farming. Jonathan Bright and his family were our farmers who helped us. We had people outside the church who were farmers help us. And the first one came back and said, great. You estimated 10000 Why don't you buy it? And they said, no way. The dirt is very poor. The yield is very bad. But good luck. Okay, this is really positive. And then we had, a, uh, we had a second guy come and said, I'd like to buy your property. Fantastic. What is it for? I want to open up a farming experience for inner city kids to learn about farming. Great. He couldn't get anything close to money for it. Good idea, just hard to implement. So we said, God, you've got to find a way. And so um, my friend called and said, Dad has got to leave. You've got 30 days. Okay, what are we going to do? Day 28, an, a, an investment company of three men called and said, we're buying this land. We don't know what 69 will bring, but we think we can capitalize it on long term. We want, we want to close very quickly. We brought it back, and, and, and it, it, just, it just got done. It was signed. Never one time advertised. We knew a few people in the community. But anyway, God brought that. That paid for the land, the house. We renovated the house. And we're open. 
That was not because of us at all. Sorry. So tell your groups that when you go up, when you step out on faith, God moves every time. Sorry, I'm done. Thanks, Larry. That's actually a perfect segue because <laughs> that's one of the things I did want to ask you guys to do with this. Um, if you guys can, as you do this, this study with them, tell them your story. Tell them your story about, about God's faithfulness to you through in, in some sort of financial way. Um, talk with them about, uh, about what, how God has moved in, in your own life in this way. Um, because here's the thing. One of the things that I talked with you guys about when you became D group leaders is – that one of those things we we're asking you to do is to model Christ, right? And one of the best ways to do that is just to tell them, tell them this, the, the story of God's faithfulness in your life. And as you do that, then they're going to see like, okay, I, I think I can do that too. Um, so, so tell that story, uh, disciple them, lead them through that. Uh, and so, so just take a week to do this study, open up that, those conversations with them, Help them to process through that decision as they're walking through this during the Before All Things series. I gave, with, I gave you a couple things here. Uh, first of all, this green folder is kind of the – we call it the executive summary. And what this is is it gives you a little bit of a timeline of where we've been and where we're going. Um, there's some numbers in there. Those are the numbers that I talked about, so you saw all that. So that's just sort of a, um, a little thing just to kind of have those numbers. But – 
this other thing in here, this is the commitment card. This is the card that they're going to hand out uh, during the Before All Things series that we're going to ask everybody to turn in on November 17th. That's going to be Commitment Sunday. Um, I would love for you to take this when you do this study with your group, take this to your group and show them how to walk through this and how to fill it out and, and, and help them in, in prayerfully considering how to do that. Like just kind of walk through the process of how you do it or, or answer questions on what to do with it. Um, on the back is kind of the important part. So it says my or our commitment there. And uh, that's where you just kind of walk through that that little formula there and that will give the total commitment for, for the two years. Um, we're asking, we, we, we really want to see everybody in our church do this. Um, every single person, even if they're not increasing, we would love for every person to fill this out and saying, you know what? Um, I'm, I'm, I'm in, I'm, I'm, I'm committed. This is what I can give, give over these two years. Here we go. You know, we would love for every single person in our church to do this. Sound good? Okay. Sometime during the four weeks of before all things. So, so, so you have the freedom to then now look at your calendar, look at the study that you're doing, see what you can move around um, and whatnot. I know that kind of wrecks some things for some of, <laughs> some of our groups. I know it certainly does for mine. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but sometime during these four weeks uh, do, to do this study. Uh, so it'll start on, actually on uh, October 27th. Okay. Yeah, so we have a couple weeks. That's on the back. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. Okay, so here's what I want to do for the last couple minutes that we have. If you take your uh, little slip of paper there, turn it over. There's some prayer, prayer requests there. Um, I want to ask you to spend just the last, we have about, we've got about 12 minutes left, uh, 13 minutes left of this time together. I would love for you at your table to just pray. Um, those are some suggestions of things to pray for, but, but maybe you have some specific needs uh, for the people in your group when it comes to this stuff. Um, let's just pray. Let's just spend some time asking the Lord what to do, uh, asking him for his leading, his help. And, uh, and then when, we're, when you're done with that, then... Uh, you are, you're, you're free to go. You're dismissed. So um, we'll just take some time. All right, here we go. Well, that's it from our meeting. Uh, I hope that that was uh, helpful. I hope that it was clear. Um, if you have any questions about what you need to do in order to help to lead your group through the Before All Things study, um, please reach out to me. That's what we're here for. Or talk to your D group shepherd. We would love to help you to figure out how to navigate that conversation with your D group members. Um, if you need a copy of the D group leader study, the, the Before All Things study, you can access that on the courtyard. If you go to the D group leader group, then you can find that under the files tab. You'll see it there for you to download and you can utilize that anytime during uh, the Before All Things series, which is uh, October 27th through November 17th. So listen, D Group leaders, I wanna just tell you and remind you how grateful 
I am for each one of you. You guys have one of the hardest jobs here at Stones Crossing Church. You are in the trenches ministering to half of the people in our church, leading them and guiding them to know and love the Lord Jesus Christ more and more. And so um, you are being prayed for. And, And if there's anything that I can do to help, please reach out and let me know. All right. Well, have a great week, everybody. And uh, we will be back next week. We will be back next week with another edition of the D Group Leader podcast.